and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. And welcome once again, everyone, to another episode of The Science Patrol, your ultimate podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened last time. I had a little bit of a brain skip in that, you know. It was fun. Maybe we'll put it in the blooper reel. There you go. Um, my name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hey, guys. We're going to talk about two episodes today, uh, Living Together, and what's the other one? Bond-Unite. Ah, okay. And you had warned me that there were more ultra people to see. It was pretty great. Yes, it I was know. It's exciting. <laughs> so, um, little spoilers. Our entire podcast is spoilers. Oh, yeah, please. If these people aren't watching these shows by now, yeah. your own fault. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to get into Living Together first. Um, that is episode... Number 19. 19. We're almost at the end, guys. Uh, d- December 1st, 2015, written by Yukio Miura and uh, directed by Yuichi Abe. And uh, now the first thing <coughs> we see is Dr. Garman is walking around, stops to have a conversation, and as he's talking, his eye strokes are moving. Right. And I'm sitting there going, that is about the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But it's so fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's I had silly to rewind as hell. it to watch it again. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's super. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, we have an unknown alien watching Earth from space, and uh, Zio begins her experiment on realizing Gamora into its true form just for three minutes from a sparkle. Right. And then they try to bring Gamora to a full size with light. Okay, I was a lot confused. I'm guessing it went right with. Science, Science, yeah. (laughs) I don't don't understand how it works either. Yeah. Um, But that's okay. Um, I just wondered, like, what I really liked about it is, so you get Gamora, and he shows up, and they were like, listen, we're going to have to kill him if this doesn't work right, you know, like. Right, and I don't particularly like the fact that every time they try to bring a monster to life, right away they're worried about how are we going to tame him. Because the whole idea with this thing is that they're trying to get these monsters to work in concert with humans. Right. Okay, fine. But then, I see you want to make sure that it's going to be safe. Right. Then just don't expand them. Don't enlarge them. Am I that crazy? Yeah, come on. <laughs> but we have to. We're climbing the mountain because it's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what was great is the interaction between Daichi and Gamora. Yes. And yes. The, uh, I don't know why, but Gamora sitting on the ground was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> just, yeah, and you gotta figure the guy in the suit has gotta just say, okay, how can I make this as yeah. stupid as I can? I'll do it this way. How am I gonna get down there without falling with a you know hundred and some odd pound? Yeah, that's suit true too. You know what I didn't question. think of it that way. That's fair enough. My guess is they've really made the um Kamara suit much more uh flexible. Well they had because to because the original Gamora suit couldn't move. This thing at least moves somewhat. Yeah. It's not gonna be great. We get but look at when he was kicking. I know. When he was uh, kicking that guy, like, just like he was doing sidekicks, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty great. It's not bad at all. Now Daichi wanted this to happen from the start and has uh, complete confidence in Gamora along with Asuna. 
And uh, they fire uh, realized beam particles at it. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Realized beam particles. Not not just plain old light. No. But realized beam particles. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Basically. Science. (laughs) (laughs) Gamora actually understands Daiichi, warms up to him and Asuna, and uh, responds to commands, such as sitting down, putting his hands up, and thumbs up. Of course, we can't have this sort of thing last forever, so Dark Thunder energy appears. Right, and hits the shield of the Zeo base. Right, right. Goes through it, yep. and finally hits Gamora. Right. Transforming him into EX Gamora. Right. Um, sending him on a rampage through the countryside. Uh, holy crap, DX Gamora is frightening. And I mean, really. Oh, yeah. He's very, very frightening. Yeah. I mean, it digs away through a mountain. Yeah. And then, you see a picture of a shipyard? Yay! <laughs> wrecks the shipyard and like, okay, good enough, more damage. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of wrecking stuff in this one. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, so what do we got here? Um, and then now I'm already in, X hears a voice and it's transported to M1 Lab, which is this giant ape-looking thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know who this M1 is. I have never seen this thing before. No, he is an artificial life form created by science and abandoned by accident. Okay. He has been around since uh, Ultra Q, apparently. Oh, that's the second one, right? The first one. The first one, even before. Yeah, that's before Ultraman, yeah. Okay. Um, Now, he prevents him from using Ultraman Zero's power to get out and questions him about Gamora and his freedom. Uh, He reveals that he wasn't behind the Dark Thunder energy strikes, despite Daichi's suspicion and questions the coexistence between humans and monsters. Now, Zio tries to corral uh, EX Gamora, and eventually uh, Kamaki leaves, no choice but to eliminate it. Well, Asuna does try to put herself in the way to stop the Gamora, yeah. and you're sitting there going, Woman, you're not even five foot five. You're tiny. I don't even think she's five foot five, five foot zero. Well, I don't know how small <laughs> she is. About, they're, she's about. They're tiny very tiny. Girl. They're Japanese. They're very tiny. You are not stopping a giant monster by standing there with your arms going, Oh, please stop! Sorry, that's not how She's like, remember this? And she opens her arms up and he was like, Oh, when you made me look like a jerk? Yeah, I remember. Oh, good lord. Um, And then X gets in the way of Gamora with his shield. Okay. That at least makes sense, a shield to stop the monster. Right. Because this little girl's not doing anything. Right, right, right. Um... Now before, uh, before that, yeah. So he, uh, well, no. Um, X uses the exceed or exceed X um, uses his slash to turn Ex Gamora back into regular old Gamora. Right. Right. And then before they can, uh, before he can fire his Zanadium beam, his time limit goes up, and he turns back into a spark down. And that's where I was a little confused. Is even after he's hit with the Dark Thunder energy, okay the Exceed X-Beam takes away the Dark Thunder energy. Now the three minutes starts up again, or continues, or... Apparently so. <sighs> Apparently the Dark Thunder energy overrides the... The time the limit. The time limit. Oh, God. And because why wouldn't it? Of course not. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> because why wouldn't it? <laughs> why wouldn't it? I, I, I keep pointing out the major logic flaws. Yeah, a little bit. And I don't want to, but you sit there going, I, I just make a little sense. 
Yeah, it makes sense. That's sure, horrible. I can understand that. You know, I, I understand, yes, we're talking giant monsters ravaging through a center city. That's fine. But we can't keep track of our three-minute time limit. <laughs> if we kept track of a three-minute timer, Pat, the, the minute that light went on on any Ultra's chest would be a legitimate three-minute countdown. Yeah. And I think maybe in the 60s, in your original one, maybe they did that. But maybe. after that, they were like, you know what, for dramatic purpose, we need this to go on for as long as it, it's... It's very similar to when uh, James Bond has to defuse a bomb. They're like, there's only four minutes. And, and you're he like, does it at the last second. You're like, there's 22 time. minutes of film left. What are you going <laughs> to... You know, and everything has to be hyper... Um, Dramatized. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Right. So, it's flexible. It's movie time. Movie time. Air quotes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's let's look at. Um, let me find M one so we can do our monster minute on M one. Well, he uh, right, and then before X can use the Zanadian beam, Gamora shrank himself. You think right. it's a three minute time limit? I just kind of went with he shrank himself. That's kind of what I thought too. Like when I watched it, and then the monster M one says he's going to watch. Yeah, see what you do. And then we see a seagull flying away. So, does the giant ape become a seagull? Does he control the seagull? I don't know. Maybe I'm he can. Confused. Maybe he can use birds' minds to. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen this guy before. I like the concept of this watcher-like celestial being. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. I'd like to see that used more. I'd like to see M1 kind of trying like. Make him part of the series for like another series. Like we're gonna observe humanity's and see how you feel Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I could see that. I wouldn't mind watching that. Right. But they're not going to do it. I right. can see that already. So yeah, I think it was a good episode. Um, I really liked Ex Gamora. This uh, city destruction was city destruction was great. Unreal. They destroyed that oh. shipyard completely. Which oh, yeah. I love watching. Why would you have a shipyard? By the yeah. way, <laughs> like, no ships. No, 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 no. That is for our monster destruction place. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a favorite. Yeah. Uh, and ship, shipyards, anything with water. Um, <laughs> and then of course uh, oil, oil refineries. refineries. <laughs> yeah, oil refineries are great. Um, you know that way we can put in a couple explosions as well with big our big ones. Yeah. Oh God, no. Well, anytime that they watch, anytime you watch um, um, Ultraman, you see a scene where monsters going through down a city, and it's shot from far enough away that there are buildings in between you and the monster. There's always like some big like, like whoop, he stepped on a gas line, you know? Exactly, like, exactly. And I'm good with that. Yeah. Did you actually watch that uh, video I, I sent you of how they actually make the? I watched a little bit of it. Okay. Uh, guys, I forgot to post that, so I'll, I will post that because people have been asking for it on the Facebook page. So yeah. I will post that. That's I forgot cool. to do so. No I got a brain like a steel sieve. <laughs> I'm the same way, my friend. Oh. That's why I write all this stuff down. Yeah, that's smart. Um, if I was looking at a laptop right now, I would not be good at this. <laughs> I'm okay if we watch the episode and come and talk about it. Yeah, but not not three days later nope. or four days later. Nope. Especially now since we couldn't do this last week because of life again. Yeah. We have to now remember all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nah. Well. Yeah. I didn't even remember this happened. <laughs> so, uh, and then you got Daichi's Monster Lab, and he shows Red King mm -hmm. and Ginga. Ultraman right, that's right. Ginga. 
That is correct. And I'm not even writing down what these things have anymore because I know you can just look it up and I'm sitting there and he goes so fast through them mm -hmm. that you don't have time to write them down. No, you do not. No, you do not. It's like, what, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, look, it's Red King. Oh, look, it's Ginga. And see you next week. Oh, God, please. Yep. And then they went on next week's title, which is Bond Unite. Okay. Oh, God. So, uh, and does not have anything to do with spies, as you might think. Um, M1 is a sort of gorilla-ish looking um, pot-bellied Sort of pigmon faced a little bit. Mm, a little, little bit. It's more gorilla than anything yeah. else. But he's got a, he's got like a pug nose and squinty eyes and a big, big heavy lipped mouth. Um, let's see, his height is two meters. Nice. Weight is 180 kilograms. He's At least than that. I'm going by what is on the page here, man. I know he's appears to be. Remember, he appears to be giant size, but is he really? Or did he shrink out from Annex into that test tube? Yeah, he held the, We forgot to mention that he, part, he, yeah. he holds it in a beaker. In, a yeah, in a gigantic in a, beaker. But yeah, in a like um, I don't know if the beaker is the right name for that, but maybe it is. But uh, one of those triangular laboratory glassware things. It's a beaker. I think it's a beaker. But uh, and um, that's a really cool effect. It was a cool effect because you have to figure they had to build. Either a man-sized beaker. Nah. You think it's a double screen that they yeah, use? Yeah, it's, it's, it's digital. They just popped them in it. And okay, yeah, put a little green screen behind it and then popped them right in. I do it. Okay. Because there's no... They're not building that now. Nowadays, they're not building that. See, I, In the I, olden days, they're building that. They, but they're like, we don't have to do we that. We don't have to do that We now. can do this we way can, cheaper. Okay. So, true. you know, he's got like his float... and It's all like floating in like this otherworldly place. And he's got like a lab table and equipment and all this stuff. <sighs> I mean, and it's funny because like you're like, well... And, and it's supposed to be nowhere, really. Right, like, of course. It's supposed to be a whole separate universe, blah, 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 blah. And right. they're going, all right, I guess. But then how does he shrink... Ultraman, which is, we figured, 50 meters tall, right? to be able to fit into the size of a beaker, which is, you know, centimeters high. Right, right. Uh, okay. Unless it's all in Ultraman's mind, unless... Could that also could you know, be. That's where I, again, get confused. Let's see But here. that's just me. M1 was originally an artificial being created by humanity years ago. It was deemed a failure and jettisoned into space, orbiting Earth. Due to this... M1 grew disgusted of humanity and believed that coexistence between humanity and other life forms was impossible. In the present, when Ultraman X was fighting uh, EX Kimura, it teleported X and trapped him in a capped flask, uh, wanting to see humanity's reaction towards Gamora. Now, seeing Asuna's determination and wanting Gamora to come to his senses, right. uh, M1 released X back to Earth and he decided to observe humanity again, finally getting faith in coexistence. Okay. Uh, voice actor is Shozuo or Shozo Izuka. According to Subaraya's official blog, M1 is indeed the same M1 from Ultra Q. Oh, okay. This place is Ultra Q and Ultra 7, or uh, Ultraman X. In the same, same universe. universe. Okay, that's fair. There I you go. That. Which 
if I'm not mistaken, places it in the same universe with the original Ultraman. I would think so. I think so. Because I think they said you said that Ultra Q, the original Ultraman, are definitely in the same that's, universe. That's what I exactly think. Yeah. Sure. When they started using other universes, just to kind of yeah keep everybody confused. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like hey, you know, things are getting a little too easy to keep track of. No. Hold my beer. Hold, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> well, I got it. No worries. No worries. Um, now, considering that the oldest monster attack in the Ultra Flare timeline is Demaga. Oh, here you go. This, this is more, more information. Followed by the Ultra Flare and eventually Ultraman X being the only known Ultra to arrive on that Earth. M1 may simply just have the same history as its Ultra Q incarnation with other monster attacks in his early days of existence omitted. So, a parallel timeline? Okay. 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 <sighs> okay, so, his development in intelligence and ESP-based abilities is a result of his aging and long-term observation of Earth. Well, yeah, he's been sitting around there for 50 years floating out in space. He's got to do something with this time. There's two dogs walking in front oh, of Oh, it's the, the Poodle Sisters. Yeah. Yeah, they're very protective of their owners. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Somebody's walking near you. I will get them. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. They bark at Fergus. They bark at poor Pino across the street. And Pino only wants to play with everybody. <laughs> poor dog. But um, uh, M1 was proposed with many backgrounds and hideouts for the scene where he kidnapped X and observed Gamora's rampage. In the end, study table with lab apparatus one. Uh, his jet black eyes were meant to symbolize him having become the ultimate life form. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Uh, his powers and weapons, outer space adaption. He can survive in cold and airless outer space. Teleportation, size manipulation. Okay, so that's how he did it. Ability nullification. Okay, so that way Ultraman can't just break through because he nullified all of his abilities. In screen projection, M1 can project a holographic screen to view any events that are happening okay, on Earth. fair enough. Fair enough. We have actually seen M1 before. When? You're going to be like, I would never remember this because I didn't either. Thanks to the Kaiju Wikia here. Um, Ultraman fought M1 in the live Birth of Ultraman stage show. That subtitle thing that we watched. Oh, the black and white thing? Yeah. He was one of the monsters on stage. Oh, they had so many different monsters. Yeah. There's no way for me to remember that. Yeah, but there's footage of it right here. No, no, I, I believe you. He's I like believe you. fighting with Red King and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's right. And we did see some sort of gorilla and thing. And we were there. like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, now we know. Yeah. There you go. All right, fair enough. Who knew? Who well, knew, obviously, guys? Wiki knew. That's right. They're <laughs> smart people. All right, oh, so God. we're going to come right back in a minute. We're going to talk about living together. No, Bond. Night. Oh, Bond Unite? Yeah, oh. We just talked about living together. Yeah, we sure did. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, we'll see you in a few minutes. And here we are with part two of the podcast today um, with uh, Bond Unite. Episode that 20. That is episode 20 of Ultraman X. We're getting close to the wire, you guys. Yeah, considering there's only two more of this Ultraman X. That's right. Come on now, Crunchyroll, put something else out. Or is it all on Super Ray to put it's something else out? It's all on Super Ray to put something else out. Okay. So we're going to, uh, I think, our pal, we're going to do the movie, obviously. Right. We'll talk about that next week so that way people know what to watch. So we right. keep them up to date. And, you know, then I have a palate cleanser and then I think 
I think a short series after that. Okay. What? A, like a nice thirteen episode. Just to hope that something can come out in the six weeks. I just feel like I, I feel like rewatching something. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> that I haven't seen in a while. So. <laughs> Um, Bond United is the 20th episode of Ultraman X and features a cameo appearance of Ultraman Nexus. Uh, that is celebrating the 10th anniversary of Ultraman Nexus. That is why he is in it. Wait, that was a she. Well, Ultraman Nexus is a he. Just because he inhabits Tachibana's body doesn't matter. He's still a he. He's still a he? Yeah. The host okay. could be female. Okay. Yeah. And he's uh, still an Ultraman. You see any ultra boobs on that Ultraman? Yeah. Negative. There were ultra boobs. There were no ultra boobs. No. Okay. We'll was. get. You know. I know. I know. I'm making you look it up. But I thought there were ultra fine. boobs. That's fine. And obviously, I didn't know who Nexus was until the very end. Right. Because you know, why would they tell me, the guy that doesn't know what the heck's going on? Yeah. Then just make it an ultra, and I'll have to figure it out. Okay. Okay, I can kind of see why you think there might be Ultraman boobs on here or Ultra boobs on here because of the chest design. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could kind of see that. Sure. Okay. I'm gonna give that to you. Okay, thank you. But it's still an Ultraman. Okay. Now, um, let's go with Bond Unite here. Uh, basically, this is a December eighth, two thousand fifteen. Hirotoshi Kobayashi is the writer, and our director is, again, Yuichi Abe. This episode starts with a young girl named Karo sleeping in her bed to see a monster appearing in her room. Holy crap, what a great shot that is. Yes. And you find out that the girl that they're talking about is the lieutenant's daughter. Right. Who lives in Canada right. with her father. Right. Um, okay. Right. I mean... And they're not divorced. No, but she's on assignment with Zio. He, the father's on assignment. No. Tachibana's on assignment in Tokyo or wherever they, this takes place. But why would the father be living in Canada? Maybe he's got a job that requires him to be in Canada. Okay. Maybe he works for like some Japanese-Canadian consortium and is like, look, we need you here in Toronto. All right. Like, you know, All monsters right. be damned. We, you have, <laughs> you have a job here. You yeah, exactly. Here. And like she even said, like if the Daiichi asked her, if you weren't in Zia, would you be living in Canada? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. I would be. I'm not, okay. Somehow I missed that part, but what do you okay. It is soon revealed to be a flashback dream for the deputy captain. And she wakes up all alone in headquarters and then talks to Karu and uh, Michiru online, telling them that their dad is taking them camping in Canada. And wishing she could come. Daiichi then appears for a cup of coffee, taking a break from listening to the universe with his mother's special radio, and chats with uh, with uh, Tachibana's daughter for a while. Right. Or no, uh, with, with Tachibana. I keep forgetting her real name is Sayuri. Her first name is Sayuri Tachibana. Oh, good lord. Yeah. If I didn't have this, I'd never know it. Oh, I'd never know it at all, period. <laughs> Back on the roof, Daiichi goes to sleep after reaching for the stars for a bit. And he's woken up by Ultraman X, who wants uh, Daiichi to listen to a strange sound wave. He tries to decipher it when the alarm goes off and alerts that uh, T1 is detected with unidentified life forms, which are uh, space beasts. Right. And these things were ugly. Creepy as hell looking. Yeah. Super cool looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daiichi spots one of them, but doesn't know what it is. Uh, X hypothesizes it's probably a space beast, namely uh, a bug boozin 
Oh, but booze and broods. <laughs> I never caught that part. Yeah. I just figured Space Beast and kept writing down Space Beast. <laughs> we shall refer to them as such. <laughs> uh, and wonders why it's there all of a sudden, and it rushes towards Daichi only to be shot down by Asuna. Uh, Daichi then orders the rest of everybody to take out the beast instead of his normal routine, and um, Tachibana spots his villain and decides to escort her out of the zone. Um, and another space beast comes up and buries the two of them under rubble. Right. Now, just when things can't get any worse, Machiru, <laughs> Machiru calls her and tells her that a monster known as Bevilar has popped out of the lake in and, Canada. Right. And her other daughter is unconscious, and their dad has not come back with water yet. I don't know what water is supposed to do. Oh, I see. He went to get He went okay, to go get yes. the water. <laughs> you know now, you can't drink that stuff that comes out of the tap. That's not good. In Canada, especially, you'll get the... You'll, well, no, you can... You'll get the Mountie drops or something. No, no, no. It, it, once you get used to wherever you are, their that. water, you're fine. It's just they're getting used to it. Isn't I couldn't it? think of a famous Canadian... Like Montezuma's Revenge, I couldn't think. Oh, that's yeah, that's just Spanish. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the, you'll get the Gordy House. Yeah. Oh God. No. Oh, that's terrible. He got the wicked Gordies, huh? Oh God, no. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so now we're, Lieutenant yeah. Tachibana becomes an Ultra. Wait, hold on. Yeah, oh, but, no, you're not there. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 Bamular, uh, Yeah. So uh, they're about to finish off the girls. Um and uh, oh, it's the bear. Hey, Owen. Hey, buddy. Let me close up my shirt because he'll go that way. <laughs> go ahead. What are you doing, pal? I'm saying hello. All right, go eat your bagel, dude. Thanks. Can you shut the door? No, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, nah, whatever. <laughs> it's like I just want to say, one day he's going to figure out that we're up here and he's like, I'm going to go look for cookies. <laughs> Guarantee you. Give you time. He's like, oh, they're still on the second episode. Great, I got time. Um, so yeah, um, and then the, uh, just as the the space beast is going to kill her and the civilian, the um, the evil thruster, the evil evil thruster, appears out of nowhere, and Sarah uses it to form, transform into Ultraman Nexus. Right, and it, uh, travels to Canada in a blink of an eye. To take care of Bemular while uh, the father arrives and, and takes care of the girls. Now, back at Zio headquarters, Tachibana tells the others she was the one who transformed into Nexus right. and went she, AWOL to save her daughters and defeat Bemular. And she and believes that she's not fit for duty anymore. Right. She would. She then gives up her rank and her gun, right. knowing she's going to take care of her family no matter what over right. anything that has to do with Zio or monsters or right. anything else. And you're sitting there going, you know, if I had the power to become an Ultra... I would probably have to do the same thing. Right. I would give up. You know, you're going to protect your family first. Right. Heck with the rest of Japan. Right. I'm going to protect my kid. Right. So I couldn't argue that one. Yeah. Um, Daichi uh, joins her on the roof and talks about her feeling of, the, you know, how she feels becoming an Ultraman. Uh, when her daughters call her again, X believes he brought suffering to him, but Daichi begs to differ. Uh, Dark Thunder energy appears and turns one of the space beasts huge. Right. Uh, and then Zio's already shooting at him. Daichi turns into X to stop him. And knocks a building down 
almost instantly. Yeah. Tries to fight the monster yeah. and falls right into a building. Yep. And they're like, Arrah, yeah, you're you're like, yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot of there is good building damage. Good, good building damage on this, absolutely. Um, so now the thing's got X on the ropes really quickly. Um, so Tachibana decides to turn into Nexus again and help him out. And, uh, and she creates a golden shield to transport the monster to a barren planet. Right. Now, how? It's is that a, just... It's a meta field. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, she took the... Apparently, that's one of his... <laughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> that's her... Just power is her she shield. Can, she can transport to whatever planet, or just a random planet, or whatever. Yeah, but you can take the fight out of a civilized area. Okay. And See, to, like, this neutral zone. A minor explanation of that in the show would have been nice for us nah. like me. That's that what podcasts are for. <laughs> so, um, and then X becomes Exida. Of course, he does. Fights with the Lieutenant Tachibana to defeat the Space Beast. Right. And then somehow, Lieutenant Tachibana loses her Ultra Power. Which I did not know that you no. could do. Yes, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. I'm, I don't know how, why or how. She did, I'm just saying, she lost it. But, like, yeah. Because you're like, I don't know how. And I was like, no, I have no idea. I'm yeah, like, and, I've got and, nothing. And the basic problem is the original Ultraman, he lost that stupid thing every other episode. He <laughs> lost his one, found it, and it was okay. Yeah. She loses it, and it's just gone. gone. Yeah. You're like, that was that was he, the whole point of the first show was he lost the stupid thing. Now you're losing yeah. the thing and can't find it. What I would love is if they made some sort of reference somewhere, and God knows they still could. Where Ultraman Nexus is late for something, and he was like, "I had to stop and help a human save her children" or something like that. And then that'd be cool. A nice little reference. Back. It could be four series from now. And if that happens, we'll be like, ah! <laughs> well, no, we'll forget. There I'll, it is. I'll admit, I'll forget. <laughs> uh, the Tachibana gamble. Ah. So, um, uh, yeah, she tells Taichi that Nexus wanted both of them not to give up and that their bonds are truly never gone. So they then figure out the old Ultraman's name and they realize that that's what Ultraman focuses on. Right. Um, now, I think maybe she knows. No, I don't think she knows. I think she knows she turned into the Ultraman Nexus. Yeah. But I and she knows that somebody has to turn into Ultraman I got a hunch Nexus. that she might know. That's I my guess. I don't think so. Because maybe like the other Ultraman's like uh No, I don't see I don't think one of your guys, you know. Like <laughs> Well, I, even if the other even if Nexus did say, Hey, by the way, it's one of your guys, yeah. there's enough people yeah. to spread doubt onto who it could be. Right. I don't think they actually said here it's Daichi that is becoming this new Ultra. So she might think it's one of her guys, which would make sense, but which one, I don't think she knows. Right. <sighs> yeah, so uh, back at Zio, the voice is finally, the signal is finally deciphered. It appears that Daichi's mom is trying to communicate with him. Right, from another dimension. So what? Okay, we got two episodes that to was figure a, this out. Yeah, that was a nice little twist. I like that. Um, I think that I really enjoyed this episode. It was um, enjoyed seeing Ultraman Nexus. Well, again, we're trying to shove every Ultraman into this stupid show. Well, remember, excuse me, you're more likely to get another Ultraman in the show in an anniversary year. 
So it's a ten year, was a ten year anniversary uh, for Nexus. And they were like, "Well, we've got to have him in it." All right. And I think the reason they put um, Ginga and Victory in it is they're like, "Well, they were the last guys, you know." Like, <laughs> so we got to have them in it. God no. Yeah. So. All right. And, and then, of course, the Monster Lab is Bat Mueller. Right, who we know. Yeah. Or Nexus, who fights in a pocket dimension, which there that's how they got yeah. the shield to go yeah. into that pocket dimension, yeah. which sort of wrapped up, you know, the understanding of it, at least for this knucklehead. Yeah. What's funny about that, I think, is, like, um, the uh, the whole... Uh, Bat Mueller is not a great monster. No. But I'm so emotionally attached to him because he's the first monster. <laughs> the first monster. So when he shows up, you're like, hey, look who it is. I know this guy. I right. can deal with him. Like, you go to a family reunion, it's like, it's Uncle Frank. And no, you're like, oh, God, God Uncle, Uncle Frank drinks too Frank. much. I forgot. You know? <laughs> yeah. You, you remember Uncle Frank being fun, and then you're like, oh, God, that's oh, right. right. He's obnoxious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's basically that. Um, let's get to our... Oh, you want to Bug Boozin or Space Beasts? Oh, yes, yes. It reminded me very much of like cockroaches. They really did. Now that you mentioned it, they really did look like cockroaches. I mean, they were ugly as all get out, Oh, but at the same time, were cool looking. Guess what series they appeared in first? Do not know. Based on the evidence oh, of this Nexus. episode. There you go. Now <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I should know this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, these, these guys, so maybe. So, if you had watched Nexus, you would have seen these monsters mm-hmm. before. You'd see them in this episode and go, hmm, I wonder if they're going to have. Oh, they do! So, maybe <coughs> it's possible that Nexus was pursuing them. If they are a previous villain of Nexus. Okay, you know. So, if they show up on Earth. Nexus is like, well, I got it. These guys again, you know that does make a heck of a lot of sense. I like that. Doesn't it? That that does wrap it up nicely. I give it that. All right, that's we're here for, for uh, kids. (laughs) We try to get it together for you. Um, They are human-sized drones used by the bug-bosomed growler. Wow. These uh, man-sized insectoid monsters prowl the streets, killing any that they come across. After feeding. Uh, they return back to their giant master and be devoured themselves, giving the blood they ate to the growler. Oh, that's creepy. That is kind of creepy. That's very <clears throat> Wow. All right. Let's see here. So they appeared during the Ultra Flare timeline after being attracted to Dark Thunder energy. Uh, they were spotted in a parking lot, shot dead by Zeo. Um, did, did not kill the bones and were saved by Ultraman Nexus. Yeah, so that's apparently what it lo- that's apparently what it looks like is that maybe Ultraman Nexus was on their trail. I gotcha, and yeah. showed up just to try to make sure that they got them. Yep. Okay, fair enough. True, yeah. These broods were portrayed differently compared to the ones from Ultraman Nexus. Uh, the Ultraman Nexus EX episode. Their smaller forms used the appearance of the original large brood outfit, while the enlarged version sported slight modifications with a pair of branches on their shoulders. I didn't really notice that. Sorry. In their original appearance, their human-sized form was similar enough to humans to wear clothes. Yeah, they could see them wearing clothes. Okay. There you go. Um, in the official website of Ultraman X, they were misspelled. The 
Bug Booz and Brood was misspelled as a bunch of katakana that I can't read. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you can't read Japanese now all of a sudden? I can read like four words. <laughs> Unlike most of the Dark Thunder energy victims, Exceedex did not expel the dark energy from them. Uh, this is likely due to the fact that the pre-mutation monsters being smaller in size, making it harder to be killed. It's oh. more likely it was made that they are... Uh, clear that they are naturally violent towards humans. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> Alright, their height is 40 meters when they're biggies. Right. I mean, they're... they're 35,000 tons. Makes sense. Uh, abilities. They can infest your dreams. Didn't see that. But they I can fly. They have pincers, claws. They can burrow and they have they're, tentacles. They're very buggy. Yeah. They're very buggy. They're super buggy. They're gross. <laughs> Not a big fan. Not a big fan, but uh, they're cool-looking monsters, I'll yes, tell you that. Yeah, so we had two really nice... Episodes. Yeah, two really nice episodes this and week, guys. Just the fact that they shoved yet another Ultra in drives me crazy and makes you as happy as the clam. Yeah. <laughs> I like more Ultras in my Ultraman. And now, next week's episode 21 is A Beautiful End. And then do you happen to have episode 22 on your list? Which is not the end. That's the funny part. How is that not the end? That's what it's showing on... on well, yeah, but it's a, a beautiful end, and then there's one more episode. Oh, there's another... Oh, I see what you're Yeah. I get, get what I'm saying? I guess. Beautiful end, but not really. But not really. That's something yeah. about rainbows on the last one. Yes. Um, a beautiful end. And... The Rainbow Land. All right. Okay. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Two episodes left and the movie, you guys. Yeah, we, should we give what movie we're, you're going to have us watch? Oh, the Ultraman X movie? Yeah, yeah. I forget what it's actually called. Uh, Ultraman X, the movie, Ultra Goji 2. No, that's not what it's called. That's, that's the guy who posted it to the website. Oh, okay. Hold on. Just Ultraman X, the movie, I think. I think it's called Here He Comes, Our Ultraman. Oh, okay. Uh, no, 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 let's see. Here here comes our Ultraman. There you go. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And it's the Ultraman X movie. Yep, okay. from 2016. Two years ago already. Yeah, I know. It's scary. It's, it is nuts, isn't it? Oh, that's crazy. All right, well, that's about it for now. Uh, a little bit of a short episode today, fellas, but what can you do? Um... Anything, any podcast you want to plug or anything really you want? Sure. Right now, the uh, last podcast on the left is going on the Casey Anthony trial. Nice. On whether or not she killed her daughter. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, huh? Uh-huh. And that, that's really about it. I mean, I haven't... I've finally listened to all of the episodes of The Walk, which are all about 20 minutes. Nice. And, you know, I don't like shows that don't have an end. Sorry. And this didn't have an end? It doesn't have an end. It, is there another to, season? Come that's out. basically what it sounds like it's oh, okay. to do. Had you originally walking from Inverness to Edinburgh, right. now you're supposed to be walking from Edinburgh to somehow Geneva, Switzerland. Now, there's a slight bit of water in the way. Maybe you walk through the tunnel. <laughs> I don't know. I Maybe. Don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it, it's, it's all right. It's not great. So I have to find another... Like little half hour episode shows that might have an end. Half hour episodes. Let me see if I can find something for you in a half an hour. <laughs> in the half hour format. That's going to be tough. Yeah, I know. But other than that, you know, like I don't want to put anybody's podcast down because then they'll just put mine down. So it, it's worth listening to, but you definitely have to listen to it 
while you're walking because it does give you more of and a feel. It's helpful if you're walking the dog in the dark. Yeah, it's basically what you I'm can doing. Be terrified. <laughs> you can be suitably terrified. Exactly. Um, I'm going to go with um, the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Okay. Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini uh, talk about movies with uh, different comedians on. Um, it's it's very enjoyable. I like it a lot. Um, Chrissy's? Sweary. Yes, sweary? Quite enough sweary. Quite sweary. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> when good movies come out, they will do spoiler episodes. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So they just did a Black Panther spoiler episode. Oh, I like that. Black that Panther. would be good. Oh, you finally saw I it? I did. I saw it. It was our POSP movie the other day. Right, right, right. Yeah, I had to go to actual work. Yes. <laughs> and Zach amazingly didn't want to see it. I'm sitting there going, but it's the, the you know, the... All right. I mean, I wasn't going to take him anyway. I wonder why he didn't want to see it. He thinks it's going to be too intense for him. And I don't argue that. The kid is intense already. Like, <laughs> So, I mean, Dan loved it. But Zach has no intention of watching it. There's, there's some intensity in that movie. There's a lot of gunplay. Yeah, but it, it's... He thinks it's going to be more intense than it really is. Sure. So, therefore, he won't want to watch it. Like, he had to leave during... I think it was Avengers 2. Right. Because at one point it got too intense and he actually just left the movie theater with my wife. Wow. And I'm like, all right, well, there's nothing I can do about that. No, no, there isn't anything. You just go, okay, but, you know, do what you got to do. It's either he, it's either her or myself that has to leave the kid once he wants to leave. Like, right. Eh, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But anyway. All right, guys, we will see you in a week. All right, take care, everybody. Sally Fourth, Science Patrol. Music for this podcast was provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at ultramanpodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.